What's up, guys? Welcome to my news video here for Monday, May 17th. Hope you had a good weekend. We've got a lot to talk about in this one. A good portion of this video will be devoted to UFOs because, if you didn't know, 60 Minutes ran quite the segment last night on the subject, and almost every major mainstream media platform has been writing their own pieces on it the last couple of days, all touting pretty much the same narratives. Of course. We'll also be looking at the latest developments with the scamdemic and vaccines rolling out. The military is going woke and some other stories as well. We're going to hit it all right after this. So our top story of the day is the topic of unidentified flying objects or as they are being rebranded now, unidentified aerial phenomena. Last night, 60 Minutes did a 15-minute segment on the subject, and this was punctuated by nearly every major media platform doing some sort of piece of their own on UFOs yesterday and today. From CNN to Fox to the New York Post to NBC and CBS, they're all getting in on it right now and, unsurprisingly, promoting nearly the exact same narratives. I'm going to do a longer video focused on what all of these media websites are saying about the subject tomorrow, but right now I'm just going to take a look at 60 Minutes in particular. You can watch their segment in full online and view a transcript as well. The crux of their UFO segment last night on the show, they featured the ATIP program and all the black and white videos we've seen over and over again the last few years, the ones that were originally published by the New York Times in 2017, remember that. They also heavily featured the mainstream media darlings for the UFO topic, Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon. Both of these individuals used to work with Tom DeLonge and his To The Stars Academy UFO research group, but conveniently 60 Minutes didn't bring that up. Yes, Tom DeLong, the Blink-182 singer who was emailing with John Podesta about this UFO stuff not too many years ago. This 60 Minutes piece did not surprise me at all. It was everything I was expecting to come from the fake news controlled media about this particular subject. It was very tame. They tried to say that this was a national security threat. They threw in the claims that there was no way this technology could be American or man-made. Just a lot of basically fake woke, diet woke narratives. I'll have much more to say on this in the longer video that I do. But when I'm looking at this now, what I'm seeing is the mainstream media's UFO propaganda evolving, really. And I could totally see this subject be the next big social justice movement that gets rolled out after the whole coronavirus and also the climate change bullshit gets wrung out for all they're worth. First of all, the CIA has been covering up and lying to us about UFOs for the last 70 years, and now we're supposed to trust the intelligence community and the intelligence-controlled media about this subject? Nah, dog. Next, there's a feverish, like I said, fake woke mindset amongst the UFO community. The people that are on social media like Twitter and Facebook and, and those that go to the UFO conferences honestly are typically pretty dumb. They think the pandemic is real. They think you need masks and vaccines. They think that Joe Biden actually won the election. There's a reason why I've gotten censored out of some UFO conferences and get attacked by many of the folks in the UFO community. It's almost like this mainstream UFO disclosure push is to divide the awakening movement, water it down, and then obviously set up their gatekeepers of disclosure to manage all these narratives with. 
funnel people away from deeper truths into more watered down, dumbed down ideas. I've been saying these exact things for the last four years and I'm still sticking by them. Speaking of going fake woke, let's take a look at the military and a couple of things they did over the weekend. A U.S. Space Force commander was reportedly relieved as commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron due to a loss of trust and confidence in his ability to lead after he appeared on a podcast to promote, to promote his book, which claims that the military has been infiltrated by a neo-Marxist agenda, which is transforming military culture and policy. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, and he was in command at Buckley Air Force Base in Colorado. Looks like our own U.S. military isn't even immune themselves from cancel culture. But it's not so immune from the Streisand effect. Only a few hours after the news was breaking of this lieutenant colonel being relieved of his command, his book became a number one bestseller and ran out of stock on Amazon. It's like cancel culture, every time it rears its ugly head, it gets canceled back itself. <laughs> and this wouldn't be so bad if the bureaucratic leadership of the U.S. military didn't prove this guy's freaking case. Check it out. Over the weekend, the U.S. Army announced that it is, quote, prioritizing climate change considerations in its threat picture and strategic planning. I can only assume that the military will come out with the Uniform Code of Social Justice to go along with their Uniform Code of Military Justice. One thing I can't stand is this climate change nonsense because the science is wrong, folks. It's manipulated. It's not science. It's lies for a political agenda. And fake news peddles fake science to scare you into accepting globalist agendas. Sounds pretty Marxist to me. Actually, maybe that lieutenant colonel of the Space Force wasn't all that wrong. Way to go, Secretary of Defense. I'm sure the majority of our rank-and-file military are absolutely disgusted by the so-called leadership in position right now. And one more thing on the topic of space and UFOs before we move on. I found this intriguing, and I hate to use the Daily Beast as a source, but they're pretty much the only ones reporting on this right now. You all might know that Corey Good is in a bunch of lawsuits right now. It's tough to really keep up with all of them, honestly. And one of them is a lawsuit with Gaia, that streaming company. Apparently, Gaia decided to countersue Corey Good, and in their counterclaim, published some pretty interesting things. I look at the lawsuit between Gaia and Corey as the epitome of the Spider-Man meme pointing at himself. Let me just say, I am very glad that I broke away from the dumpster fire that is much of the so-called UFO and New Age community. Whoo! Good for me. So, for the next week, we probably won't get that much news about the audit because it's taking a break until May 25th, I believe. But we did get a couple of details over the weekend and also a statement from President Trump. The details we got was that data files reportedly deleted in Arizona before providing machines to Senate auditors may have been recovered by the audit team. And that's good news for us and bad news for the deep state. And it's looking like it's making some of those bad actors play a game of what the Gateway Pundit is calling hot potato 
because they're all not admitting that they were the ones who deleted any files. Nobody is admitting it, and they are suddenly passing the blame onto their political friends. They're all just kind of pointing the finger and saying, it wasn't me. So whoever actually deleted them, very bad news for them. But it's big news, big enough that President Trump released a statement on his desk page. In this one from yesterday evening, he said that there is no way Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. Just look at the facts and the data. He even wrote right there. Trump would not be saying look at the facts unless there weren't facts there. I think anybody with more than two brain cells in their head can agree with that. It's clear that Joe Biden did not actually win the last presidential election. Now, let's get through to a few things on big tech before we finish up this video on the scamdemic. First up is Parler. It was reported today that Parler is cracking down on hate speech. Using a new artificial intelligence moderation system, and apparently it has more stringent standards for the App Store, meaning iPhone users, than it does on other platforms. Yet another way that Parler is shooting themselves in the foot, and another reason why it's basically a ghost town by now. Sorry, Parler, you kind of did this to yourself, guys. I don't even think their phone app works yet anyway. So there's Parler. One quick thing on Telegram. I'm seeing this claim go around again that Apple is going to start removing the Telegram app from people's phones without giving any notice. Of course, these claims were posted without any sauce whatsoever. I honestly doubt that's going to happen anyway. The deep state and fake news media, if anything, love Telegram for how easy it is to pump out their disinformation clickbait with it. And also, it's very easy for the lamestream media to find comments from weird channels and then use those comments to write smear pieces with. So I don't think that's going to happen. And lastly, Twitter time. Apparently, a paid subscription version of Twitter is on the way, and they're calling it Twitter Blue. Maybe to appease all the left-wing Democrats that Twitter is, you know, under the thumb of. It's going to cost three bucks a month and have extra nifty features allowing users to do things like undo their tweets, create bookmark features, and more. Twitter is also working on a tip jar function that will allow users to send money to other users. All of this screams to me that Twitter is probably desperate for money right now, especially after censoring basically the most active users off of their platform. On one hand, I do miss my account that had 200,000 followers on it, but on the other hand, I don't miss swiping through that god-awful Twitter timeline and seeing a sponsored post every, like, three of them. It's ridiculous. So many sponsored ads and so many trolls and so many idiot blue check marks. Good riddance that I'm not on Twitter anymore. Thank God. And one last thing. I've been hearing that Trump is going to be releasing his own social media platform on or around the 4th of July. I haven't seen this stated from Trump or a direct Trump associate themselves. So I'm not sure if this is actually true. But it would be nice, and it's something we might get. I mean, it was just a couple months ago that we're going to hear Trump is releasing a social media platform in a couple months, so it might be around that time frame. But typically, I reserve judgment on any claim I hear unless I can get that directly from the source itself with 
evidence and data to back it up. And now let's finish up by talking about this godforsaken scamdemic that honestly looks like it might be coming to somewhat of an end. We seem to be in the waning phases of it more than anything. First off, check this ridiculous crap out though. The propaganda for this scamdemic, particularly the vaccine, is still going strong though. In Rio de Janeiro, the giant Christ the Redeemer statue that looks over the city was lit up with a message promoting vaccines as being a savior. Just when you thought the promotion of these poison pokes could not get any more cringe, another day goes by. Meanwhile, more and more people are getting reactions to their vaccines. Eric Clapton is making news for his testimony about having a gnarly reaction to his COVID shots. He said his hands and feet were numb and frozen and burning and pretty much useless for two weeks. He said he feared that he would never play guitar again. The adverse reactions are just piling up, as does the lying and gaslighting from the fake media and fake science establishment. After the CDC last week amended their mask guidelines, the CDC director ran onto national television yesterday morning and had to backtrack some of those statements, essentially saying that the updated guidelines are not permissions for widespread removal of face coverings. I don't know if we could have someone more incompetent leading the CDC right now. Anyway, whatever she says, it doesn't matter because widespread removal of face masks is pretty much exactly what's happening. In the state of Washington, where I'm at, no store I've seen has been checking people's vaccine credentials. So folks, whether, whether they're vaccinated or not, are walking into the stores with no masks. It's glorious. And our last story, let's talk about the wonderful downfall of Bill Gates. This is something I don't think I've really touched on in any of my recent videos, even though I'm sure you've heard a bunch of the stories about his divorce, Melinda Gates upset uh, at Bill over his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates' weird agreement with his ex-wife about spending a yearly vacation with one of Bill's old girlfriends, tons of weird stories just exposing the dude. Our latest piece is that Bill Gates apparently pushed Jeffrey Epstein to rehabilitate his image and wanted Jeffrey Epstein to get involved with charity. Wonder how close these guys really were. And this public downfall of Bill Gates honestly seems coordinated to me with the timing, with the articles it's getting released, with where they're getting released. You know, he became one of the stars of the pandemic in 2020, and now this might be an operation to start wrecking his public image and exposing the truth about this guy. Not sure if I believe... Some of those claims put out there by alternative media influencers that Bill Gates turned and is spilling all the beans on the deep state, and he's basically a white hat now. I think that's a big assumptive reach, but who knows? I mean, maybe Bill Gates cut a deal, and his public downfall is part of that deal. Good riddance. Good riddance. Anyway, that's all for this one, everybody. I appreciate you watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Like this video and subscribe to my newsletter at jordansather.com. You can find me on Telegram, and I'll be dropping new videos shortly. Hit that notification bell and stay tuned. Stay woke. Stay safe. Keep fighting, everybody. I'll see you in the next video.